listen to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. They're wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? We've entered the studio for episode 238. Welcome back, everyone. Yeah, what's going on? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, yeah, man, you been getting into anything interesting this weekend? Uh, yeah, I caught Moon Knight this weekend. That was pretty yeah. dope. Yeah. Episode 2 was pretty, pretty, pretty lit. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, dude. I, I definitely caught Moon Knight. That was fun. Um, yeah, you know what else I caught that was... Uh woefully disappointing hmm. fucking uh, i guess i i didn't i wasn't aware that this was an amazon production when i first uh when i first heard of it but it sounded interesting it's called moonfall oh yeah and it's I've a sci-fi poster for that yeah it's a it's a sci-fi joint about you know the moon is uh is uh something wonky is happening with it and you know some plucky scientists have to you know do their thing to to avert disaster and uh Boy, man, that movie's fucking trash, League, man. <laughs> it, it it's bad. It's offensively bad. Um, I give it a solid two <laughs> because um the graphics team, I don't find fault in the graphics team. You know what I mean? I don't find fault. And I mean, there were some big name actors in this bitch, man. I mean, Holly Berry was up in that motherfucker. Um, um, damn, I don't want to disrespect this guy, man, but I can't remember his name. It, it's one of those things, kind of like how I call Ethan Hawke, Kevin Bacon all the time. Yeah. It, it, he looks like Will Arnett, but it's not Will Arnett. You know what I mean? He, there's an actor who has a very, very striking resemblance to him. And so it's the, it's the not Will Arnett. <laughs> I've come to understand that. But, um, gosh, man. And let me tell you, dude, it feels like the movie was edited by an AI. Like, the editing was so bad, and the pacing, Jesus Christ. In the first five minutes, they had three very drastic scene jumps and managed to establish none of the characters in any of the scenes. <laughs> so it was like you were wondering what was going on a lot because the characters that, that were presented since they weren't firmly established nor their relation to the to 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 what's going on um outside of the uh the astronauts in the very beginning you you understood what what their role in all of this was but everyone else was just kind of thrown in with no uh with no establishment and then furthermore throughout the the movie there was n- it went, the movie was two hours with no exposition. <laughs> That's crazy, right? That's crazy. The movie was two hours with no fucking exposition. In the two-hour runtime of the movie, you got absolutely nothing outside of what was given to you in the synopsis of the movie. That's crazy, dude. I don't know, man. That I don't, oof. I don't know how they got... See, my thing is is I, I feel like it it was just... It, it fell on terrible editing because... There's no way that you read the script and thought that this was what was going to come out of it. Like, I can see how how they got these actors interested in this movie because when they read the script and they read the synopsis, they were like, oh, no, this sounds super interesting. 
Hell yeah. I mean, even I was intrigued by by what they put together in in those little those little bits of um teaser material. But the actual movie when executed, holy shit, dude. Sam Waltarley's um actor was in it um and his character, Jesus criminy. Just talk about like and it's not none of it was his fault. It was clearly the person who wrote the character. <laughs> the dialogue was just mind-blowingly insipid. It was so bad. I mean, at one point he goes, "What would Elon do?" And I'm like, "Dude, I will <laughs> fucking shoot you. Are you are you shitting me right now? This nigga is musing about what Elon would do. He would fucking fire himself off in the space with a rocket and wish the best for the rest of humanity. What do you mean? What would Elon do? You fucking weirdo." Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah. Let me tell you, that Moonfall movie, boy, don't do it. Do not do it to yourself. I can't even recommend it for the lulls. Like, you know, like, usually, like, there's several bad movies that I've watched that I still recommended. You're like, hey, you take your chances with it. Yeah. Don't do it. Nothing redeeming about this movie. Nothing redeeming about it. I wouldn't even say uh, uh, consume it for the benefit of the of the graphics team that put in work. I can't even validate that, bro. Because the whole, everything. Like, because, I don't just want to shit on it continuously. (laughs) I had noticed. (laughs) No, this is, this is genuinely, I'm just trying to be as accurate as possible with a description of this movie because I feel like there's so surprisingly little said about it in public that there has to be some kind of sanitation campaign going on to stop people from talking about how bad this movie is. Because this movie is epic, epic bad. You know what I mean? Like, there should be no question whatsoever that if you were to look at a review of this movie, how bad this movie is. Like, there's... I can't wait to watch a Cinema Sins on this. I I think it'll get in the thousands, bro. Like, this, this, this movie was... Oh, my goodness. From the pacing, the dialogue... The casting, like nothing hit with the exception of the the CG. And man, like not an endearing moment in the whole movie, dude. Like I can't, I can't, like when have you ever heard me talk about a movie and say, yo, there's not one performance in it that I could say was, was worth watching. I can't remember the last time. Even movies I don't like, I can at least see where they're going with it. But this was just a dumpster fire, man. Maybe it's just that I don't typically get tricked that badly, and so I I, I feel a little bit scathed. <laughs> like I feel like I feel like niggas like a shot's fired. You know what I mean? Like holy shit, how did how did you get over on me that badly? Like damn, this movie was, whew. yeah. So um, there was that. But then Moon Knight, Moon Knight definitely was was, was far more entertaining. You know what I mean? Like. I'm just gonna go ahead and leave that one Moonfall where it is, cause I I can't even I can't even like critique the storyline honestly, cause it was like a storyline from a video game, and not a good one either. No, no. Oh gosh, no. It was it yeah. So Moon Knight, dude. So the exposition's coming along. Con- there's a lot going on in this show. Like I I kind of underestimated like the the character dynamics going on because you have Steven and Mark, you have Mark and Conchu, you have Conchu and Steven, you have Steven and, and, and who's Ethan Hawke's character? 
uh, Har- Harrow, Harrow. Harrow. Arthur Harrow, I At- think. Arthur so Harrow, probably. you know. And then now you have his wife, Mark's wife. And I'm just like, yo, yeah. this is, they're really doing a really interesting job of taking this finite number of characters and making a lot of dynamic character relations between them all. Mm-hmm. I like it. I'm finding it very entertaining. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know if it's because I watched it so closely to something that did not put any work into those character relations whatsoever. But like, man, I was really like, I, I was enjoying it a lot. But yeah, dude, uh, I'm, I have really no clue where the story is going in Moon Knight right now. Are you? Are you? Do you? Can you? see where the arc is going um kind of but i wasn't really i I wasn't really trying to jump ahead and guess you know what i mean but from my understanding it just kind of looks like um (laughs) it looks like arthur is on some next level shit trying to free amit and um he is also has like this personal grudge against Kanshu. so yes because he did reveal that he was the former avatar of Kanshu. yeah that was funny when he was like what's he saying now and he was exactly predicting or uh he was uh, remembering what he would, I guess, say to him when he yeah. was the Avatar, and you're like, yeah, that's what he's saying, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. my yeah, man Kanchu is mad consistent. Bro, he he um, I I think that uh they have misjudged him, and he is the uh the Egyptian god of angst because this thing <laughs> is just angry. He's angry that's not for sick. any particular reason. He's just angry and agitated. It seems like I I have no idea why he's always uh. Uh, referring, like, even when Mark's not in danger and he's communicating with him, he's communicating with him in an angry fashion. Is that Liam Neeson, by the way? Nah. It sounded like him. No, it's definitely not. No? No. They don't think it sounds anything like him? Nothing at all. Really? Okay, I I thought it did. But yeah, um, there's a a lot going on, and and I think because they're doing such a good good job of making the the uh, character interactions so engrossing, I, I don't feel the like I'm I'm more interested in seeing the exposition of of these characters that are presented in front of me rather than trying to figure out where this is going because I have no idea because well I'm not actually familiar with a lot of Moon Knight's um, story arcs to begin with. I'm just more familiar with like the the comic book cuts of his fights with superheroes, but um, yeah, in in general, they they have a lot of leeway to to uh, come up with a story that is is unique and compelling, and I think they're doing a good job. I don't know if um, I don't know I don't particularly like that they're trying to conf- they're they're bringing the story of mental illness very close to the story of mysticism and. It's a very ill-understood topic to begin with, so I don't know if they serve their purpose by bringing Mark's mental illness because there's something driving him crazy. And that's not always the case with people with mental illness. With mental, mental illness is something that is very much not controllable, and it's also not something that's always spurred from the outside. And so you don't further the understanding of mental illness by taking this person who is clearly being goaded by some, you know, outside entity. And furthermore, when he's sleeping, the the entity is taking over his body and doing all kinds of crazy stuff, compounded on the fact that he is a 
secret agent who has compartmentalized his brain to have a you know uh, a cover identity to get away from his life like yeah <laughs> i don't think that's going to help people further understand mental illness it's a very cool story mechanic, though. I mean, now, I'm not I don't sure. think it takes away from the story. I'm at not all. entirely sure that mm-hmm. that's that what that's what they're trying to no, do. No, that's literally what they said. They did a whole article about oh, it. There, okay. right? That's what I'm saying. That's the only reason why I brought it up. <laughs> well, I would only say that you know, uh, mm-hmm. Mark is definitely not mentally ill. Like, like you said, like everything that's ha- he thinks he's mentally ill, yes. but he actually isn't. Exactly, and so that that's why I, I when I read the article, um, it was in Comic Book Report, um, where the I forgot it. it I'm not sure if it was a director or the showrunner, but um, one of the people who was involved in the production of the show is like, you know, we really hope that people uh, get a better understanding of mental illness through Mark's struggles. And I'm like, I don't think that's going to happen at all, actually. And I, you should probably just kind of distance from that because not everything has to be, you know, revelatory in, in, in the human experience. Like sometimes it's just cool comic book fare. You know what I mean? And that's what I appreciate it as. And so that's what I would like to leave it as. But um, true. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm gonna wait till it lands before I I I see that. You know, because it's really difficult to see whether or not they achieve their purpose on episode two of six. You know, I mean, the story yeah. is barely fleshing itself out yet. So very. That's true. I would just sort of give it a chance to see where it goes and where it lands. I'm just. I just. I just want to get through the phase where Stephen is is just done making stupid ass decisions because I hate. I hate watching a character who's like. I hate a character who is who doesn't have everything together get led around by the nose by other people who knows more than they do. It's it's one of the most mm-hmm. irritating things for me to watch. And it's just like this nigga already he already believed everybody. He because he, he just, just gives this character to anybody. He dislikes like, bro, Mark clearly. so much <laughs> that he'll believe anything negative that anyone tells tells them about it, tells him about Mark, Mark yeah. without ever stopping to think about it. You know what I mean? Well, he's he's fucking up my life. You might not even be real, bro. But he's like, but he's fucking up my life this whole time. And, mm-hmm. and like, I, I'm fairly certain they're gonna come out and be like, bro, you are not real. You don't have yeah, a full life. Yeah, you're the life. secondary. M- you are mind. right now. You're 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 a placeholder for Mark. Like you literally only you know exist saying? during the hours of the gift shop. You feel me? You know so what I mean? When like, you're not in that gift shop, Mark exists. I, I can't wait till we get through that section and we get beyond that. Because right now, it's just... It, right now, everybody who he should trust, he's not trusting. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I don't know if that's ex- exactly how they're going to to exposit Mark's storyline. That's just how it is in the comic books. Because in the comic books, yeah, St- that Stephen yeah, personality my, my, that, is That's just, just my theory that Stephen yeah. doesn't exist. That's just my theory based on the things that they've presented so mm-hmm. far, that he's he's made up. There, Steve, mm-hmm. Stephen was never a five-year-old. He was never a six-year-old. Yeah, no, no, He no, existed, no. like, a few years back. He's a cover identity yeah. through and through. But, um, yeah, dude, like, Moon Knight is doing a great job, dude. I, I got to And is this another Jean Favreau? Uh, no, nah, nah. I don't think he's involved with this one at all. Yeah, Oscar Isaacs is killing it right now, right? That's Oscar Isaacs. Huh? Yeah, he's yeah. the lead. And his wife, I'm, I'm interested. So, because she, she's a new character as far as I'm um, familiar with. So yeah, like, Layla was invented her, for the TV show. Yeah, so as far as we know, she's uh, she's just like an adventurer, right? Right? She goes out on with she Mark was, and she. I'm assuming she's just another mercenary that was a part of his team. Okay. Okay, yeah. Because they were together in Africa. Oh, I'm sorry. They were together in Egypt down when, the shit went, when all the shit sorry. went down. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, I wonder who else they're going to bring into this, too, because Mark does have a, a, a pretty extensive uh, 
background of people he's worked with. So that would be interesting. He has a lot of uh, um, history to that they can draw upon. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested in Ethan Hawke's character because that shit was crazy at the end when he was uh, when he summoned that creature yeah. to chase him. I was like, dang. But dang, that sucks. And, and that's where it kind of gets questionable is when they looked at the video footage when he was talking to a security guard buddy, looking at the video footage of the prior night's attack. That's right. They're all invisible, right? All of the the otherworldly creatures are invisible to normal people. Yeah, I mean they yeah, didn't, so make, didn't explain it specifically, but yeah, it doesn't show up on cameras, and it doesn't. Well, I don't think we've ever seen anyone outside of the cult and um, uh, Mark. Oh yeah, that's right. Little looked at it public. and didn't see it. That's right. Well, and they were also he also that's Moon Knight right. when he remember when he had the his Mark's not Mark Spector Moon Knight when he had the uh, Stephen Moon Knight outfit on. Yeah, he was fighting in public, and people were looking at him like. This guy's crazy. Yeah, but, and they showed yeah. the outshot where he was fighting nothing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, it's uh, those creatures are uh, invisible to normal eyes, but people who I guess are attuned to the spirit world uh, can see can see the the uh, the the creatures that that are attacking Mark. But yeah, I have no idea where they're going with that. That's going to be interesting to see how that that exposits further into the uh, into the season. But yeah. um, I wonder what to see where that shit goes. Yeah, because I I just I don't know because right now I think that I'm viewing Steven as kind of the main character, um, and if this at the end of this episode, Steven's personality was existing at the same time as Mark's personality. He was awake while Mark was in control, and so I'm wondering what the Steven personalities, <clears throat> um. Motivations are going to be moving forward in 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 the season um, when he has control of the body. Is he just going to be trying to go back to the uh, to the gift shop? Like nigga, you got to go past the gift shop, bro. No, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the gift shop option is going to lose all viability as we go along because yeah. he's, he's going to be embroiled in too much shit to be able to go back. Also, everybody worked there like works for Harrow. Like, why would you go back? Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm pretty sure yeah, most of the cloud going the... back the second day, bro. <laughs> what an idiot. Yeah, so like that's going to be interesting because who? What does the Steven personality do with himself? moving forward um he wants to protect Layla. Uh, okay because then that would put him in league with mark and i wonder if then the two personalities will just merge back together well no because remember like he doesn't trust mark remember and mm. he doesn't believe even though mark is telling the truth like yo um um Kanchu has his eyes on Layla. that's why i'm trying to keep them away and we've seen that that is true but fucking what's his face doesn't believe that because he'd rather believe anyone but mark so that's I, I think really it's going to be a lot of him. Uh, it's going to be a lot of Steve and he's also got to try to get the scarab back. But I think it's going to be a lot of him trying to help Layla. But because he only has half the information, he's just going to make things worse constantly. Mm. Dang. Yeah. I mean, Steven's life is suffering, bro. That's that's his purpose. <laughs> His purpose is to suffer. Yeah, he's like the the uh, like how uh, in Zeno Gears, Faye created a personality to deal with all the suffering, and it's just like, me. yo, nigga, you deal with all the suffering. I'm gonna take all the good memories, and then me. we'll go forward to, uh, with that. No, you can't do that, bro, because you're just gonna create an anguished uh, uh, personality in yourself. But yeah. But at the same time, Stephen had to have existed before he got the power because. When he was talking to Kanshu, Mark said that he promised that Stephen would have been wouldn't have been an issue. 
So he had to have existed prior to him so maybe, completing the covenant. <clears throat> okay, so maybe we're looking at it wrong, and maybe this is how they're addressing the mental illness. We're sitting here looking at it like there's multiple personalities, but really what it is is that Stephen is a persistent delusion that Mark has always existed with, even before he was his agent. And he managed to become a secret agent despite having this persistent delusion that there's this person in his head that doesn't exist and has never existed. And this whole psychological this struggle back and forth that he's doing with the person in the mirror, that's just figmented. That has That's not real at all. That actually has nothing to do with anything. That's something that he's been dealing with far before any of this had to do, probably since he was a kid, probably since he hit puberty, you know? That's when a lot of these kind of things, you know, these mental illnesses kind of kick in when the hormonal balance goes crazy. The brain loses the ability, you know? Dang, that's crazy. That's, that See, if like that's how they're expositing it, then I'll stuff. eat my fucking words. I absolutely will. Because that's that's crazy. That's actually, that right there is really salient. And, and, and I could see how that's a, a, a real um, mindful um, depiction of someone's mental illness. Dang. That, uh, it's funny because I never, I didn't even think about that all up until now. I was sitting here thinking about the episode, but I, I think it just clicked for me what they were doing. Um, yeah. Well, I'm glad that they didn't give it away in the article <laughs> because they didn't, they didn't allude to that at all. I mean, Marvel would never do that. Yeah. Nobody that works in Marvel talk. would ever do that. You can't you talk. You feel me? Like, nah. They make Marvel makes a pretty big deal out of spoilers. Yeah. No, man. That's that's crazy. Like, if that's if if I've adequately described what Mark is going through, um, with that, then Moon Knight might actually just I think be one of the the best, like, just raw stories that they made up. You know what I mean? Because that's that's really cool. And then to have the understory of of all of the Marvel shit going on in the background with Ahmed and and Khonshu and all that stuff. That's cool. going to be interesting to see interesting to see how they tie that to the rest of the MCU. Bro. Cuz right now it's sort of like it's sort of on its own. It doesn't uh as far as I'm I, I don't remember any specific links to any other pre-existing MCU properties. Well, actually one of the storylines that Moon Knight goes through is he goes and he kills or he doesn't kill, but he steals the power of all of the mythical creature uh, beings in the MCU so that he can have enough power to go kill Mephistopheles. <laughs> um, because Mephistopheles is going to use his power to kill one, um, to take over the, the earth somehow. And so maybe they're tying it in to maybe like Konshu might, might once they uh, deal with this whole, uh, conflict with Khonshu right now that'll free him up to deal with maybe Dormammu or somebody in you know what I mean in the greater bro regime. you are grossly overestimating Moon Knight mm, I'm making Moon Knight up. v Dormammu I'm just making shit no, 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 no. <laughs> well you, yo that's what I'm saying yo this shit is crazy Insane. like Moon Knight has that. I'm just going based off of his comic book stuff because he's done some pretty crazy yeah, yeah, stuff yeah I, I got you books. but you know I'm going off of the MCU shit mm. you know what I'm saying like the, the power levels are a little bit different because of the shift in medium that's the only reason True. why I wouldn't immediately strike them as one for one but yeah dude I, you know the 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 opportunities are endless for what they could do so I'm looking plus he to also it. seems like a he seems like he definitely seems street level you feel me he doesn't seem like he's gonna be taking on mystical threats anytime soon 
A man can barely handle one demon, bro. I mean, he beat up, he, <laughs> bro, he beat up the jackals. He beat up the jackals. He handled them things. One, yes. Bro, bro, he hold up. One jackal that a regular human was running from. Can we give him a shout out for our, for for that uh, photo fancy finish when he fucking impaled the the that uh, was pretty the, ridiculous. the jackal on the steeple for like yo my nigga did you have to do all of that to kill that thing because I'm pretty sure you could have ridiculous done that in any point other than that you know what I mean but yo that was uh but it's also bullshit that they expect me to believe that this nigga's got the entire city layout mapped out so well in his head that he could plan some shit like that on the fly without I any absolutely practice. don't believe that one bit. suck my dick with that <laughs> I don't believe that it not looks one super bit. cool bullshit uh, it looks man. super cool though I'm not gonna take that from how you calling Capital Moon Night bro <laughs> I'm not gonna take the, I'm not gonna take your cool points I'm just saying oh man like yeah. for some shit like that cause my man didn't even look no. he just jumped grabbed him flipped him over and it was like Bruh, I know there's a spike here to power bomb that nigga on the steeple bro you feel me that was super cool but I was like you do get all the style points None of, no style points revoked you feel me but definite credibility points revoked oh absolutely y'all are tripping <laughs> but I guess uh. that that's why you do that right you you if you know people are gonna question it's it's uh, logic, then you just you just go over yeah. the top. You just oh. go for the rule of cool. Fuck it. I absolutely agree with that with that premise. Go for the rule of cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that works. But yeah, Moon Knight definitely shaping up to be an exciting ride, and I'm I'm, I'm here for it all day. But yeah, I haven't been watching too much else. Um, I did ca- I did uh, listen to Vince Staples' new album. Uh, hey, which, how was that? Uh, Ramona Park broke my heart. I, I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. Um, this is a it's a departure from I believe, and and I use this term very loosely, but in comparison, if I'm comparing the two albums, Ramona Park broke my heart. Excuse me, and uh, uh, Vince Staples self out uh, self titled. Vince Staples self title is a little bit more poppy. Because he had, you know, Kenny Beats did, I think, the production on all the tracks. And it was a little bit more upbeat. You know what I mean? The tones. This album, Ramona Park Broke My Heart, was a straight gangster album. Like, he really got back to his his street shit. And And when I say he got back to his street shit, if you listen to the content of the songs he's talking about, bro, there's only but so many times Vince could tell you, I don't give a fuck about the industry. My love only goes to the streets, not to the hoes, not to nothing else. There's only but so many times you can say it before you you got to believe it. You know what I mean? Like Vince definitely Ramona Park broke my heart is a is a love letter to the streets for sure, man. It shows that as much as as he's made a turn to to make money in music, he, I don't, I don't think he's leaving North Long Beach. I think he's going to stay where he at. He has no 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 real desire to leave where he is, and 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 that, I think that that shows a lot as a as a, as a person that even if it's just the content of his music, when it comes coming off the success of 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 his last album, to choose to to center his content in what he knows and what he grew up in and the things that that gave him what uh, the resources he needed to get where he is today. I respect that a lot. I respect it a lot. The quality of the music is good. Um, he did a, you know, the bangers. He had a, the single "Magic" is fire. Um, he had a, a a joint with Lil Baby, um, East Park. I think that's what it's called. Um, East Park Prayer. Um, that shit is fire. Um, 
yeah, dude, definitely worth a listen. But yeah, it's it's on some gangster shit. You know what I mean? Like, get ready for some heavy ass content. You know what I mean? Like, there's a there's a track where um where he's he's elucidating his sentiments of how he feels about a friend of his who recently got locked up. And it's deep. And 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 the sentiments that he's putting forth are one that they're not sentiments that people who live outside of that life could really understand. You know what I mean? His boy gets locked up on the strength of knowing him because they're looking for the person who murdered someone, but they can't get to 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 him. So they grab someone affiliated to him, and his boy being A1 refuses to talk, and now he's going away for life. And now he's sitting at home with the guilt knowing that he got he, his boy's about to take the rap for something that he did, you know what I mean? And the only way for him to 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 do anything in, about it would be to go against his own code that they all agreed to and snitch on himself, which don't make no sense. And it's like, nah, man, I would have rather you run, take them on a chase, so at least I could pull up and save you. You know what I mean? Like, I rather go to, I rather go to gunshots with the police than have to sit here. And, and and worry about you in prison. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of sentiment's not something that a person who doesn't live that life is going to say. You know what I mean? Like, it's deep. You know what I mean? And 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 the fact that he could put that forth on the track so eloquently, man, it's a, it's a, it's another thing, man. You know what I mean? Like, Vince Staples' music, it is another thing. It's, it is, a, a, I think, a lens into a life that, that uh, a lot of people will never come close enough to understand. And if you could connect to this at all and just have an understanding of how people could live this way from a day to day and still be productive, you know what I mean? You could understand the hood a lot better. You know what I mean? This is, I think Vince Staples produced something that unlike a lot of music that comes out today, uh, could, could have some kind of social value. You know what I mean? And that's despite being centered in such uh, a, a gritty real lifestyle you know what i mean something that a lot of people live and die on the back of you know a, a lifestyle that a lot of people who don't understand condemn off the back you know what i mean and yeah the fact that 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 not only does he present that but he he consistently talks about his love of it without glorifying the violence you know what i mean without saying that the violence is what he loves about it you know it's it's something that it's it's a it, I think he very adequately displays the the contentious life that that creates. You know what I mean? The kind of the kind of uh, paradox that that creates, where you know you want you want to progress past that, but it's never out of you type of thing. You know what I mean? But yeah, great album. Definitely check it out. Listen to it with an open ear and an open open mind because. It's going to be some heavy-ass lyrics coming out of that man's mouth. That's real shit. You know what I mean? But, yeah, definitely wanted to point that out before we uh, head off into all of these here topics. I guess we'll start out with a hearty congratulations to Kentanji Brown-Jackson on her um, confirmation. Despite all odds, I wasn't—I definitely was not positive that it was going to happen. And against all odds— and. I, I think squarely because of her superlative performance in her confirmation hearings, 
and dealing with the absurdity. The it really was absurd. The the kind of accusations that were being levied at her, um, especially after the prior two confirmation hearings that had just gone through with the the clown show that was Brett Kavanaugh and the the cakewalk that was uh, Amy uh, Cohen Barrett. Yeah, I I I think that. Uh, it was a powerful performance on her part uh, that compelled those three um, um, Republican senators to to side with her on that. And so, yeah, that, that's all they got. They were only able to get three, which is, you know, honestly, that is actually technically more bipartisan than both of the other ones because no Democrats voted for the prior two Republican uh, 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 justices, but rightfully so. The prior two Republican justices weren't qualified to be on the bench. That was the problem. But that's the and and that's why I really dislike the confirmation process the way it is. Is because it it really did just put these two mediocre white people on the same level as this superlative black person and made us have to weigh the uh, uh, and equivocate them as if their their uh experiences as if their credentials were anywhere near each other neither of those two white people were anywhere near as like that was the funny part is is like she was so over credentialed that it was kind of silly it was like how did you go this long without advancing to this how is it possible that you existed in the judicial sphere for this long and no one's ever considered you for a higher position? That's that's how bad it was. No, she's just continuing that tradition of black excellence, man. No black firsts have mm-hmm. ever been achieved by oh, mediocre never. people. Never. You feel me? That's just not how the system is designed. Never has the been. The system is designed be. against this, so you have to be exemplary in order for you to break through it. Mm-hmm. And 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 even with all that, I still I still have to levy the demand that she be better than Clarence Thomas because that man is a travesty. It's not a high bar. It's not a high bar, and I don't think that it, I don't think that I, me asking that of her is is a lot. You know what I mean? It's probably the lowest bar she's ever been asked to step over. You know what I mean? Like so, I am very happy for her. Kudos, congratulations, because let me tell you, uphill isn't is Sisyphean. I think is a better description of the tasks that was at hand for her. And she, she overcame it. So absolutely. That is, uh, that is quite the accomplishment on her part. And, and she deserves all those accolades. Um, yeah, I just didn't, I didn't want to go too long without that being said, but moving on from that. Uh, yeah. And some, uh, entertainment news, uh, dude, this shit was crazy. So, um, evidently Jay-Z was on a, uh, featured on a track recently and, took the time out to take a, a bunch of shots at some young artists that are out here right now. Um, mainly the one that I thought that I took a little bit of umbrage to was Reason. And it's crazy because I could, not off the top of my head, but I have definitely heard Reason lyrics shouting out Jay as, his, as the GOAT. And the, this nigga took the time out to say, oh yeah, and I would never listen to Reason's album too. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, What? <laughs> What the fuck? Like those that's oh, almost a, that is the the lyric that's almost that came out of his mouth and I'm like, why the fuck did that nigga do that? What is that about? Like He's just did, being honest, man. I, I I guess, but damn, talk about shots fired for no reason. I mean, 
maybe someone said something to him like, oh, are you up on these new artists, Reason, this and that? And he's like, nigga, stop talking about him in my presence. And so he took away, took a feeling about it. But damn, my G, to put it on wax? I mean, that's his hip hop, man. You know what I'm saying? That's... And I mean, it was it was like a punctuation to his bar, too. I was like, damn, bro. <laughs> that was rough. But I mean, I don't know, man. I think that shit is, I, I think that's whack, personally. I personally don't like it. You know what I mean? I think Jay-Z, personally, in the past, like, year has been on a pretty... He's been on a disappointment tour for me. I've always had, you know, my qualms with him because I've had conspiracy theories, but now he's just been giving me tons of fodder for just like, yo, this nigga's actually kind of trash for no reason. You know what I mean? That seems... I don't know, man. Shots at at younger artists, like, I don't know. I think it's the punching down thing for me. That does feel like punching down. Like, to, to, to shit on reason like that, well... Then again, it, he could be Streisand affecting it, and he knows he could be next leveling it. You think that's that's something like if I mention his name, it's going to be good publicity for him. So nah, I think it's just hip hop. You if you don't like someone, you put it on a on track. I don't, I don't really think it's anything deeper <laughs> than that. I mean, I understand that you don't like it because Jay Z's way bigger than Reason, but well, like I, you know, what taking is? shots at niggas on tracks, I I cannot think of anything more hip hop than that. You're absolutely right. I just I was just surprised and and. It's it, and the punching down thing is actually, I be, because of the braggadocio of 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 hip hop, it's never punching down because this nigga reason thinks he's the best, so I guess he thinks he's punching evenly. You feel me? So my I think the the issue that I have with it is that reason has publicly said how much he likes Jay Z, and for Jay Z to say I don't even like you, nigga, is like oh wow, okay, all right, all right, well I guess uh shit, it's that time then I need to go jump in the studio. This track time, nigga. You know what I mean? I, I, I mean, I assume that's what he's doing. That's that's what I would do if I was a rapper and a nigga just came at me out of left we- out of left field. You know what I mean? But I mean, but at the same time, like you said, it's you know, it's one of these things where like letting your personal feelings get in the way or your money is dumb, 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 dumb. dumb. If Jay Z oh, sure. puts your name in a song, what you do is you before the smoke cools, before the fucking smoke disappears and the track cools, you go back and you make sure you don't lose that momentum. Yeah, exactly. You make money off of that track. You feel exactly. Me? That's why I think whether or not your feelings in. were hurt, whether or not he dissed you for real, he just gave you a golden ticket to make some money using his name. I think that 99, I, I'm 99% sure that as a rapper, Reason doesn't take that bar personally because Reason's a professional. And I only say that because I've seen nothing but professional stuff come from the TDE artists. And so I'm, until they show me that they're going to operate in an unprofessional manner, I'm going to assume that Reason is being level-headed about it. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I'm sure he doesn't take that offensively. But I do hope that he produces content off of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's a that's an alley oop, right? That's there. a golden opportunity. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, I, I whereas I think that it's an opportunity for um for reason. You know, I'm always looking at a reason to be critical of Jay Z. So I, I'm definitely gonna look at that with, with a certain eye. But um, the I don't know. I, I, the tra- it, it would have been better if the track was good. You know what I mean? Because Jay Z is capable of 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 really putting down some shit. And so I wasn't too entertained by the, the track. So I guess it's what have you done for me lately? It's like, oh, I didn't like the song. So it's easy to shit on him for it. I guess if the song was fire, I'd have been like, <sighs> probably. 
I would have had to. I would have to change the tune on it. But yeah, the, the, the bar was the bar was superfluous, and the song was mediocre in my opinion. So I'm gonna throw him some shade for it. But uh, yeah, I thought that that was crazy. Um, but in general, uh, outside of just that particular example, I do, I do, I do approach the uh, older rappers, and I don't mean older in age. I mean older in the industry. You know what I mean? Like. You know, if you've been in the industry for X amount of time and your career is in a certain place, I, you know, commenting on a rapper who is trying to burgeon could be, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it could kind of kill a career. Careers have been killed for less. You know what I mean? MGK will tell you. No, I'm joking. MGK, MGK didn't. MGK is an actor, bro. He is, right? He's not a rapper, is he? Because he made a diss track to Eminem, but that wasn't like... I mean, I'm joking. He, oh, okay. I mean, he's joking to transition to be a rapper. I'm pretty sure he still raps, but mostly what I've seen from him recently is he's been got some little acting roles and shit. Yeah, so, you know, I, I meant that hyperbolically. I was just joking, but, um, yeah, I, I, I would hate to see that negatively impact um, Reason's career That's the, or, or anyone's career. I'm sorry. Moving away from that example, I would hate, I would hate to see... Um, shade from an older rapper cause negative uh, detriment to to a younger rapper's career. You know what I mean? Because fan bases can be fickle, and it's only your core fan base that that gives a fuck about you know you doing your your thing consistently. You know all of those those side fans, and and not for nothing, people make money off those side fans. You know, fickle fans still pay money. You know, even if they're fickle. You know, and so you don't want to you don't want to harm that from from anyone when they're making money, you know. And so that's the, that, that's my overall takeaway from that is that, you know, if it was another artist that didn't have such a strong um, machine behind them, such as TDE, it, you know, I, I would I would be a little bit more more um, uh, negatively disposed to Jay-Z for that. But I, I, that should that should just struck me like a brick, bro. I was like, damn, nigga. That was that was a total of sides. It was funny because I was just watching this um this clip online. This shit was classic. So it's a dude walking with his girl, and then these two other dudes walking in the opposite direction coming down the street. The two dudes walking opposite comment on the girl uh, on the the man's girlfriend um because she's very pretty, very curvaceous, and so he says, "Yo, shut the fuck up." <laughs> now I don't know if he had to approach them so invectively, but the two dudes was like, word, word. You see both of us here riding. You know what I mean? You going you gonna to come out the mouth like that? So dude steps up and starts yelling at the one dude in his face. While he's yelling at him, he's punching the other guy in the face who doesn't even see it coming. Bruh, dude proceeds to fucking rock the both of them, bro. I was like, damn, bro. Talk about, talk about being the nigga on the side, catching the stray and getting knocked out. That shit was classic. But I was like, yeah, dude, the reason was just standing on the side, caught the fade, bro. But yeah. <laughs> wrong place, wrong time, man. <laughs> yeah, that'd be happening, though. But um, yeah, moving on from that, I thought that was funny. Dude, in some gaming news, I thought this was real interesting. So I was unaware that the uh, fighting game developers were being purchased at a very rapid rate. Now, I'm surprised that that was happening without as much fanfare, given 
the the acquisitions that have been going on in the uh, in the video game industry so far, but evidently there's been like kind of like a, a, a an arms race between these Saudi princes where they're all buying up uh, studios. And um, if you're not familiar, Mohammed bin Salman, which is a uh, crown prince of Saudi Arabia, uh, recently purchased Capcom and just recently purchased. And now when I say purchased Capcom, he purchased uh, he purchased, I think, the largest amount of shares in Capcom, but he doesn't have controlling shares of Capcom. So the minority board still has controlling shares. So he doesn't have like 51% of the shares or anything like that. But he just purchased 96% of SNK. Owned. So whereas before it was kind of just like, well, you know, you can't control, you know, he's not really, you know, doing anything in terms of controlling it. He's just a financier. And yes, it sucks. And we don't want to take Saudi money. That's adorable. This I nigga to now think that people spend billions of dollars to purchase things and have no intention of exerting their control over those things. Well, yeah, there was there was plausible deniability with the Capcom purchase, but now with the SNK purchase, like no, 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 he owns it, nigga. He makes all the board answers to him. There's no other. There is no minority board that can exert control past him that he has to acquiesce to. And I so, mean, like, you know, it's one of those things. You either understand ninety four percent or you don't. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things. And you know, it's like, man, this is this is a man who is uh, America literally has evidence of him murdering a man, chopping him, or not him personally, but under his order, a man being murdered, chopped up and dissolved in acid. And then him joking about it with people. Like, he's joked about it with our leaders. Like, our leaders know he did it because he said it to them. <laughs> and then he said it to other people. Like, it... And now he, you know... So it's not like, you know, we can we can have some kind of plausible deniability that there is uh, some kind of other force to counteract the fact that, yo... Fighting game industry is owned by fucking guys who actually will cut your head off. Like, that's some crazy shit. You know what I mean? Like, at some point, like, and now, the the way I typically stand on stuff like this is people made things before all of this was a thing. And that was, and that's cool. And we shouldn't throw that stuff away. Now, will I go forward purchasing or consuming things from SNK? Absolutely not. Just not gonna do it. Me personally, I like to, yo. You have no clue how easily I sleep at night. I I go to bed at night. I I wake up in the morning rested because I know that at at very least I did the the very least I wasn't so desperate for entertainment that I had to go support a company that's literally murdering journalists like there was no pretense. There's no pretense that. Well, is there any degree of separation here? Is there literally no, you know what I mean? So, you know, will I continue to, you know, consume SNK? No. But will I throw away everything that SNK has done prior to this? No, because obviously he was not in control of all that at all. And so 
as much as I would like to say, hey, you know, devs, you got to support the devs and you got to support the, you know, the workers and all of this stuff. They, they also do at some point have to come. Like, I personally wouldn't work for a company that was ran by somebody who murdered people. Like, and you have to make your own moral decisions. You know what I mean? And, and can you be assured that no one you've ever worked for has murdered people? No, you can't. And do I expect you to go looking for that? No, not at all. But, but when the guy who is a known mass, not even just that, can we can we talk about how he just sentenced like the largest mass beheading of people in his country? Like, nah, B. At some point, you got to make a moral stand for something, and and this man is the crown prince in Saudi Arabia right now. He is that nigga, and he's using the ill-gotten gains from oil, which is destroying our world, to now purchase into the entertainment sphere listen you know yes there's no way to excise it and be completely you know uh uh uh, um not a part of the system that destroys our world because capitalism has done a great job of of taking over all of the the systems that generate our life-sustaining needs that doesn't mean that we shouldn't at very least not support the open despots in the world. It's so, you know what I mean? Like, and, and so, you know, I generally don't like the, well, everyone's got a line argument because usually it's just used as an excuse to not draw a line anywhere. But yeah, that's where I, like, that's where I'd be at with that. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy, dude. And, and, and the idea that, that the SNK board allowed its shares to be transferred like that to somebody, you know what I mean? Like, I guess th- there must have been a consolidation of those shares prior without the, the board knowing, because there's no way that the board votes on that. There, that there's no way. There's no way. That, that money is way too dirty. Way too dirty. To get to a corporate board? Like, I don't know, man. I guess there no money's too dirty. It's all green, right? Pretty much. That's just crazy. If you care about money, if you <laughs> care about money that much, you definitely don't care about where it comes from, you feel me? So nobody who makes millions is going to be like, well, I'm not going to make millions hurting people. That's just wrong. <laughs> if, as long as the money doesn't come from hurting people, then I'll accept it. Nah. Why do you say it like that, though? Because I, I literally, that's that's how I would go forward. It's like, no, listen, Yeah, but do you have money. that much money? That's yeah. the thing. People <laughs> who have that much money don't think that way. If, because if you, the thing is, if you're interested in that much money, you're interested in that much money by any means necessary. You're going to take it the way you can get it. Yeah, and that's why I hate when people talk about, like, look at, like, look at all those billionaires. They earned it. It's like, no, because nobody has that much money and is ethical. Nobody who has that much money cares about that much money and, and cares more about people than that much money. So on the route to getting that much money, they trampled a lot of fucking people. And that's, that's where they lose me, you know? That's where I'm like, nope, that's, we got to find another way. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, there's some things you can close the door behind. And that's, we should close the door behind us after we, you know, on destroying people for a personal gain. Like, that, 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 okay, it's generated a lot of things in our society. Let's close the door on that. Let's stop doing that. Let's find another way to to generate benefits for for the society. But no. This is the hard part, though. (laughs) 
It is. Weaning people off of things that they absolutely love and do not think is bad for them is one of the hardest things ever. Yeah. And, and, and it sucks because capitalism had to persist for so long that it had to convince people to let it persist for that long. And in doing so, it lied to them, but convinced them of a very, you know, very deeply of the lie. And mm. now that capitalism has become untenable, we have to deal with the long-standing lie that has existed in our society, and that is, is that capitalism is the best way. And it's just, it's really not. It was the best at the time, you know what I mean, for what they were doing. But moving forward, we could have other ways of dealing with shit, you know what I mean? Or other ways of organizing economic production. But yeah. Yeah, moving on from that. Dude, foreign politics was a blaze so let's go ahead and touch up on some of these topics to to round out the evening we have first the mexican president manuel luis obrador uh called a referendum on himself and asked the people if they still want him to govern which i thought was a very interesting move because we'll hear later on another um Prime Minister attempted to do that to much of the opposite effect. But um, AMLO, uh, the Mexican president, um, managed to, to, to gain a lot of support from his people in opening up a, a referendum. And now, I'm, I'm not versed enough in Mexican politics to, to say whether he's doing a good job or not. But that is a stand-up maneuver from a from a government to to open up from what are from what we can see on this end what looks like to be a free and fair election on for a referendum when you as a governor has or a person who governs has uh committed to a lot of sweeping executive actions like that's 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 a very it's not something that you see happen in governments very often. You very rarely does a government take sweeping executive action and then go to the people and say, how do you feel about what I have been doing? Do you want me to continue governing based on how I've been doing? That's crazy, man. You know, if whether if you know if you're not an open despot and you do that, that I think to me, just as a citizen, that would garner a huge amount of, of goodwill on my part. Because in this day and age, it is so rare for a modern government to, to petition directly to the people and to petition to them in a way that could result in the end of his, his, his governance. You know, by opening a referendum, at the end of this, he could actually very well not be president anymore. You know what I mean? And that's a that's a level of vulnerability you don't see from from government. You know what I mean? And so I was like, wow, that's a that's ballsy, man. You know, like given and especially given the scandal that just came out where the Mexican Navy uh, officers were were implemented in the disappearing of some students some some years ago, you know, like. With that kind of with the with the corruption in the government being that exposed 
and for him to still make himself that vulnerable to public opinion dude i don't know man that 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 seems pretty stand-up to me though it's definitely not something i would ever expect from an american president i would never expect an american president halfway through the pandemic to have a special election to say which way do you guys want the the country to go do you like where i'm taking it or do you not want it to go this way i mean to be fair we kind of tell them all the time exactly what we want they don't really listen, so they never listen. They <laughs> I mean, never listen. That's why. That's that's probably why that's so amazing because it just wouldn't work over here. It really would. One, you would just be opening yourself to all the people who wish to do you harm, and two, you know whether or not you're fucking up. You don't really need people to tell you. I agree with you 100 percent there. And 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 in America, it is a lot more precarious because the country is bad 50-50. actors. Is they're bad actors, and the country's 50-50. So those bad actors only need to sway a few people. You know what I mean? Like if the country, if you were doing a good job and the country was mostly in your favor, like not even like nothing crazy, like high sixties, low seventy percent approval rating, okay? That would you would be insulated from some from from bad actors for the most part because they're only going to sway shit and statistically speaking, you know, misinformation from what they looked at in the past election only really sways the uh the numbers about eight percent in either direction it's so it's a it's it's eight point either direction 16 point total swing so if you're at 70 percent approval you're insulated from those kind of attacks you know what i mean but american president will never be that insulated because the country is literally 50 percent people who hate the other 50 percent of people you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's literally split down the middle of two groups of people who hate each other and they don't all have good reasons and, and, there's no good reason to really hate somebody like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, unless they've, they've committed you personal harm, you know what I mean? Like, but why, why should I hate someone in the Midwest? You know what I mean? It's a waste of my energy for the most part. And, but a lot of America dedicates a ton of their energy to doing just very much that. Hating people in a completely different place than them. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, because of that weird social contention, you... Uh, an election sure. and a social event like an election nobody on your advisory team would ever allow you to do no that. ever it would be <laughs> way too, you'd be way nobody. too open and vulnerable as i said nobody on your team would allow you to do some shit like that yeah so yeah hey, you mind if i fuck off all your jobs real quick it's <laughs> literally think? what you say what do you guys think you guys open to trying at least <laughs> no nobody I want them to feel safe you know job security right Fucking A, man. That's hilarious. But yeah. Um, dude, this shit was hilarious. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't help but laugh at this shit. One of the worst things that happened out of the last administration was fucking Betsy DeVos and the shit that she did to the education in, uh, uh, system, right? Mm-hmm. I, uh, I personally thought her whole line was gangster. I've invested millions of dollars into this position and I, and I deserve and expect back. to get a return on my investment. That's some cold, yeah, hard gangster that's shit. That's some cold ass shit that's right there. Shit. Cool you're not, game, you can't even nigga. say shit. Like, you're not allowed to say that. No. But when your brother owns a fucking mercenary I know, company, you can say like, whatever the fuck you want to. Yo, my nigga, I would, honestly, I would, I would like to meet her and just say some mean shit to her just to hear her threats. Yo, she must have some of the best threats ever. She ain't got no threats. She just got a phone promises. call. She just I go mean, look promises. at you. She's gonna be like, oh, word? She must have the best promises her, her ever. Her threat is like picking up her phone and showing you her brother's name and the caller ID and <laughs> holding her finger up to the, bu- to the button. Boop. That's her threat. 
I'm sorry. I just need to talk to my brother real quick. What were you saying? Oh gosh, man. Uh, but yeah. So anyway, the the reason why I bring that up is that um the Biden administration is actually defending against the Senate's legislation to roll it back. Yeah, America's not interested in you being smarter. I mean, in case in case people haven't figured that out, they want you to be as dumb as possible. You feel me? And, and that like, whole that's Bessie DeVos thing would never have worked if they cared about the American educational system. The fact that the Biden administration is defending the shit that she did. Boy, oh boy. Um, it started with uh, legislation to deal with the rampant amount of COVID funds that were given incorrectly to, to private institutions that didn't need them. And they were like, no, 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 no chill they're like wait so is it the covid funds or is it the rollback of the the policies and they were like chill and they were like wait wait we have to alter the legislation is it the covid funds or is it the policy uh, legislation that that needs to to get amended and he was like chill and then i realized holy shit dog they are actually gonna let this shit stand and now the the policy uh, 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 things that were supposed to be changed were to deal with charter schools and how they were hollowing out funding for public schools and siphoning it off into uh, funding for charter schools, which is fucking terrible because if you didn't know, most kids go to public schools. And to decrease public school funding for charter schools is only going to worsen the the current issue of public school teachers having to contribute from their salary into the the classrooms. You know what I mean? And 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 this is what I mean by sometimes you really gotta fucking look at the unions because why teachers and 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 it's not all of them because the Minnesota Teachers Union took a stand. But the why the na- nationwide teachers aren't standing up in solidarity to say no. You are hollowing out not even and and the worst part is is they're hollowing out the foundation of the education system, because most public education is at the elementary level. Because if you didn't, that if you didn't know, as kids get older, plan, less and less of them go to school. So there's less high schools than there are elementary schools. So when you hollow out the public education budget, you hurt mostly elementary school children. Those children feed into all of those other institutions, charter schools, high schools, colleges. Where do you think those people come from? Well, increasingly more, they're coming from abroad, not from the American education system, as we're starting to see. They're coming from people from... from, from uh, from and this is not even to to signal anyone out because you have Russian expatriates, you have African expatriates, you have Indian expatriates all coming in and utilizing the disparate funds that they have from from their country to 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 supplant you know American um, students who are being undereducated because the education system is being hollowed out under them. If if Higher education is for is having to recruit academic students from abroad more and more. It's because 
the applicants are being less and less equipped to apply to those schools. And that's the fault of the education system. That's not a fault of the kids. It's not a fault of their families. We don't got to look for the fathers. What we do is we have to look for why the education system is so trash league. And it's because it's being hollowed out by people like Betsy DeVos and being supported by administrations like the Biden administration. What you know, and what really pisses me off is that it exposes that American politics really is about, you know, the 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 Democrats talking a good fucking game, then they lose an election, then the Republicans come in, they do a bunch of fuck shit, and then the, the Democrats come into power and say, you know how hard it is to change a law once it's been put into power? It's, like, it's not even a law, it's all policy. It's just so very frustrating because now I have to, you know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I'm at that point in my life where I'm starting to need those kind of social institutions and they don't exist for me, you know, to utilize. So now I have to take my son's education into my hands. You know what I mean? I can't put him in a dangerous environment like that that doesn't have his education's best interest in mind because then he'll just be an empty vessel. And on top of that, he'll be conditioned in the behavior of thousands of other kids who have, you know, varying degrees of issues. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not... It, you know, it sucks that they did this. It really does. You know, it, it, our society needed that, that institution. And it was a bipartisan effort to, to, to fool the public into dismantling it, you know. And not enough people are savvy or, or agile enough to, to adapt their lives to, to save their children from the destitution that comes from public education. And that's the sad part. That's the sad part is that it's the kids who ultimately will 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 suffer from this. None of the shitty parents who 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 could couldn't couldn't do anything about their their child's education. None of the shitty politicians who subverted their education. None of this. None of it is the kids' fault, and they're the ones who are going to deal with it. You know. But yeah, sorry not to get too depressing on that note. But yeah. Uh, We'll go ahead and uh, we'll talk a little bit. I, I mentioned earlier about uh, Mexico, uh, Mexican, Mexico's president um, doing a referendum on himself. The, Paki- the Pakistani um, prime minister recently, uh, they were going through some issues. And so I was going to talk about this last time, but we ran out of time. But, you know, the the prime minister dissolved parliament in Pakistan recently, which... Initially, I thought this was a super important important story because anytime there is political unrest in Pakistan, you automatically have to look at India because India has always looked at Pakistan as uh, a place for them to repatriate. And so whenever there's political unrest in Pakistan, that weakness opens up for India a nuclear-powered country to, uh, to uh, you know, kind of exert their will over them. But nonetheless, the story has evolved between now and then, and the, uh, the parliament actually just had a no-confidence vote in the prime minister who attempted to dissolve them. So now he's the one being removed. So it was like, damn, man, that's a gambit. Because pretty much, it's the power of one man versus the power of several hundred people who are delegates to all of the other representatives at that point. And it's who the military is going to back. 
You know what I mean? And so, like, you got to be really charismatic for as a single prime minister to dissolve the entire parliament and the military to back you. You know what I mean? And in this case, it was a misstep because they were like, nah, B, watch this, watch this reversal, bruh. Did it. Got them, got them with the uh, with the with the versatile KO man, because he uh, he's definitely gonna he's definitely not going to be allowed to. Well, let me say this: he's attempting to run again in the special election to replace him, and I don't think that's going to end well for him because if he if he had the political power to to maintain um, control of his party, he probably wouldn't have been. Uh, removed in the first place so it's a bad move on his part because you can tell his party is going to split from him and it's just going to be him over there talking about yo 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 i got this i got this yo i was right the whole time and you're gonna he he is not gonna have the political support behind him and that's just gonna leave pakistan in a very very fraught place because if you're if you have a, a, a an ongoing dispute and no peaceful um, transition of power, India is not going to 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 allow that to exist on its border for very long, especially not when Russia is taking over Ukraine, China is about to take Taiwan. India is like, yo, listen, listen, y- y'all benefited from this international order for for long enough. All of this kumbaya, peace and humble bullshit that these niggas have been talking about because of financial gain, that's all nice and good. But we don't like you. And we're not trying to trade with you. And they don't give a fuck if we fuck you up. And so, yeah, this international order that had so tenuously been established for so long under the decorum that America had set... It's gone because America abused it for too fucking long. America, as I get, the, the term I like to use is they ran roughshod over the world for so damn long that the rest of the world is like, cool, let me get in on that. You know what I mean? You can't just keep on breaking the rules and then expect everyone playing the game with you to also not to think that they can break the rules, you know? And so, yeah, here we are where I think that the, the Eurasian um, borders are going to shift in the next, I, I want to give it two to three years. In two to three years, we're going to see massive shifts in Russia, India, and China alike. And those are going to set the the tone for what, what the global community is going to look like, you know? And the worst part is, is that I would hate, I don't want to see what America looks like when they lose decorum. Because you see what America looks like with decorum? You know what I mean? It looks like Iraq, Yemen, Somalia, you know what I mean? Like, uh, 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 Afghanistan. Uh, you know what I mean? Like that's America with decorum, dog. Do we really want to see what it looks like without decorum? I really don't think so. So yeah, we'll go ahead and wrap up on that. Um, if you enjoyed the show, please feel free to subscribe to us on Anchor.fm or on Patreon.com. You could also find us on the social media on Twitter at Korea underscore T or at Home Heron. You could also find me on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast. And you can find me on Instagram at RicoGVO. Now, let's remember, guys, time's only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks again for joining us and have a great one. Peace out. Take it easy.